San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFNB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. Everybody, my name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you live from La V with It's Your Money and Your Life with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, out to the desert. And now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He is a CPA extraordinaire. He's an accomplished marathon runner. He is a best-selling author, and he is a family office advisor to several high-net-worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight? I'm great. It's good to be back at La V with our new Vector, our new equipment. It it most certainly is. Thank you, uh, Dave Sniff and Craig Blanky and everybody over at KFMB. We're, uh, we're, we're back in action over here. So anyway, we've got a pretty fantastic show tonight, Richard. But uh, I should also say we're the award-winning uh, uh, It's Your Money and Your Life because I handed over your, your set of plaques tonight. So I hope three, you just... Three first place That's San Diego right. Press Club awards. So That's good for right. us. That's right. And uh, 40th anniversary of that August organization and... August 29th, I'll never forget. Yeah. That was the, the great night when we got those awards. So uh, so we're the best little radio show in San Diego, I'm proud to say. But anyway, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I want to talk top? about the Oceanside Turkey Trot, my big charity event coming up on Thanksgiving morning. Yes, Downtown did. Oceanside, yeah. bright and early. Yeah, I even saw you in the night and day section uh, uh, this um, week. We're so. all over the place. <laughs> One reason why is because of our caller who's on the line. Well, look at this this gentleman on the line. I know he's training for the Olympic Games, but uh, what a storied life. He's uh, he's only 20, I believe about 20. We'll figure this out in a moment. But uh, what can we say? This guy's the national high school record holder. Think about this, folks. All the high schools in the United States, this gentleman did two miles in eight 29. That's eight eight minutes, 29 seconds, point four six. But who's counting? <laughs> but Lucas, how do you say Versbicus? Is that how we say it? Yes, that's correct. Yes. You say it for us. Lucas Versbicus. Versbicus. Remember that name, folks. But welcome to our, our wonderful show. And uh, I know Richard and everybody up in Oceanside are, are excited about having you be in uh, their race come this Thanksgiving. So, Richard, what do you want to what do you want to ask uh, Lucas, or what do you want to talk about? So, Lucas, I want to know how fast you're going to run five miles on Thanksgiving morning. <laughs> that's what I want to know. Oh, oh we're going to find out in five days. <laughs> yeah, we're going to find out. So, you've got a really interesting story because you're a runner who sort of became a, a triathlete. Um, can you can you tell us sort of a little bit about your background? I know you're Lithuanian American, moved to Chicago when you were fairly long, but young. But give us real quickly where you're from and and how you got to the Olympic Training Center. Well, I was originally born in Lithuania, a small European country, as you might know. And my family came here. They were just looking for a better life, both my parents. And I was actually still in Lithuania. And then a year later, they brought me over here and. Uh, we're, I actually started out playing basketball, and I noticed I was running pretty fast, running with the older kids all the time. And then one day, my, one, my father got me into a 5K road race, and I, I remember I was running with, with the leaders all the way two miles, and I collapsed and walked them the last mile, and they thought <laughs> that I, I had some talent in me. So it all started from there, and then we <clears throat> picked up triathlon because my dad was doing some multi-sport, and, uh, you know, very, very focused. My my dad was my coach since I was a little kid up until now. And, yeah, it was just, uh, we grew up in Chicago, in the Chicago area. And, you know, it was just 
You were in the or really, the or, what the Orland Park area, wasn't that? Isn't that correct? Yeah, Orland Hill. Yeah, Orland Park, southern southern. I had a good there. friend there who used to do the weather on uh, NBC WMAQ, Roberta Gonzalez. Did you ever remember seeing her do the weather there? Most likely, most likely. Yes. I remember <laughs> I was on the, a couple of news stations there, and that all. Now, passed. what year did you come to the U.S.? Uh, two thousand two. Two thousand two. All right, well, there's a movie you're going to have to see called The Other Dream Team about the Lithuanian basketball team. Do you know about that great story? Oh, yeah, what? definitely. Every Lithuanian knows about that. Everyone's seen it. It's yes. a big deal. <laughs> we have a copy, so if you ever need to see it. Yeah, it's anyway. a great piece. <laughs> but uh, our listeners just know Lucas is also one of only five high school boys in the history of this country to go sub four minutes on the one mile with a 359 and change, which I think is the fourth fastest ever. And, yeah. Um, but but you're so good as a runner. What? Why the interest in triathlon? Oh, because I've been doing it all my life. Since I've been running, just when I picked up running, I also picked up triathlon as well, thanks to my parents. And actually, I, you know, I can't run as fast if I don't swim and bike. It's just a weird combination of the three sports that helps me, you know, not only be the best triathlete but the best runner. I need to swim, bike, run to be at my best as a runner. So that's that's primarily the reason why, and it's. it's I think it's a little more fun, you know, it adds a little spice to the training. It's not the same old routine, just running, running, logging the miles. You get to get in the pool and, you know, get on the road with your bike, and it also helps prevent injury, like overuse injury and such. Yeah, but speaking of injury, you had a serious injury a year ago, a summer 2012. Uh, where Can you tell us a little bit about about that and how you're, how you're making a comeback? Yeah, so last year I was uh, training out in Colorado, and, uh, and I was biking out in out in the mountains there and me and a group were out riding and you know I was descending down a mountain and there was a 180 degree turn and I was going a little too fast and got caught took, took the turn really wide and got caught up in some sand on the road and I actually slid straight into the guardrail barrier and uh, crashed and broke my thoracic four to six vertebrae my cervical seven then had a collapsed lung broken six ribs and a broken collarbone and I spent uh, over a month in the hospital you know they told the doctors, the surgeon told my parents that I wasn't even going to walk and not be expected. And thankfully, no one told me this. But and it was it was a very tough time. But uh, I recovered. I started, you know, taking baby steps, started walking, then you know, started jogging, then running, and now here I am training. And yeah, I'm most of the way back. We'll see how how recovered I am. Uh, just uh, this this Thursday for sure, and just how fast I can run. But uh, I'm back training full time, and everything seems to be pretty much back into place it's just you know getting the experience you, you, and the feel back yeah you underwent an under, a seven and a half hour surgery is that correct when uh something like yeah, that yeah yeah it was it was seven and a half and hours and you're 20 how old you're 20 years old now right yes i saw i was 19 at the time wow and you're enrolled at the university of oregon correct no no you're not there i, I was yeah was. i was but only Train, only training down here. How's that facility? We've got an Olympic training facility down here in uh, in South Bay. How is that facility, Lucas? Oh, it's great. I'm down here in Chula Vista. We have like we have a you know resident programs for runners and triathletes as well, and it's it's really great. It has everything you need. It has a, a track and beautiful scenery to run. We have a big lake and everything you need, and we have a big cafeteria. They're treating, it's a they're treating you well. Treating you well, I take it, and feeding you well. Definitely. <laughs> so, so Lucas, um, are, are you going to try it for both triathlon as well as track and field for 2016 Olympics? Is that the um, plan? Primarily, I'll be shooting for the triathlon. And if I okay. see that if I do have a chance as a, as a runner, 
if I'm competitive, I'm definitely all, all for being, you know, gunning maybe the 10 or the 5K. Okay. What My brother asked me today, what is the record for the one mile in the world? I mean, 359 is, uh, I mean, how much faster can the... Uh can you go? I mean, well, the see. world record is 343. Huh, I can't even believe that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do two miles. I can't even do one mile. Well, you do two miles. That's like a, that's, that still blows my mind. But uh, anyway, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, we got a pretty good uh, we got a pretty good bit of competition for you coming out for the five miler. So this thing, you know, which which is just sort of a fun community event that raises over a hundred thousand dollars for local charities. It's sort of becoming like the, uh, you know, the gunfight at the OK Corral for the seven o'clock five-mile race. There's gonna be some heavy hitters out there with you. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm excited and glad to be part of it, of course. But it's a, it's a fast, fast course because it's slightly downhill on a net basis, and there aren't a lot of twists and turns either. You have about four straightaways that are pushing, you know, three quarters of a mile. Well, you should be able to beat Richard because he wears a turkey costume in this thing. No, no, you're... Lucas. Here's the bet. Okay, Lucas. <laughs> Lucas, we got a bet. Okay, listen to this. I'm wearing okay. a. I'm I'm doing the five miler for serious, but I'm 55 <laughs> years old. So, but I'm doing the 5K then at 8:30 in a nine-pound turkey costume. And my goal is to run that 5K with a nine-pound, nine-pound turkey costume after doing the five miler faster than you can do the five miler. So that's our bet. Okay. Oh, that's that's a good one. I like it. <laughs> Have to repeat that to me. The what break. if I, I, what if I run the 5K2 with the costume? Well, if you run the 5K2, come on out and do the 5K2. Then I don't know what the bet is, but, well, but I, I can do tired. the kids one miler. I can do the kids one miler as fast as you can do the 5K. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll leave the 5K. You can win it and you know bring home. The well, trust me, I, it, you know it's, I'm the founder of this event. I've never even gotten a medal. I've gotten medals all over the place, but not at my own event. So whatever. <laughs> well, Lucas, I know you're a big deal because when I type into Google Lucas V, your name pops right up right there. So there must be a lot of people paying attention to you. So yeah, and, uh, t tell us quickly about your coach, Joaquin Cruz, because he's got a really interesting story too. Yeah, um, I started working this year with uh, Joaquin Cruz. He's uh, he's a 1984 Olympic gold medalist in the 800. He he coaches here. Uh, he actually coaches the U.S. Paralympic team. Mm -hmm. uh, he's he's a head coach there and. Me coming from my injury since I had a spinal cord injury, it was it was very similar with some of the disabilities that I had to go through with what he coaches. So he has a very good background in that, and you know he's been. I mean, he lives here and he coaches uh, here at the training center for the U.S. And I mean, for me, it's it's a great honor to be working with him because I mean, I it's I think it's the best coach that I can get, and not just not just because of the coaching, but just because of the experience he has as an athlete and. He's been to the very top where I'm trying to get, and so I mean, when when we're working together, he's not looking for like you know the fame, the glory that some people might be while working with that. He's already been there, so all he all he provides is, is just very best coaching and uh, advising me towards you know the best things to do. Yeah, he's an absolutely impeccable gentleman. Hey, question: Because you do triathlon, do you think do you feel that a lot of runners run too much and don't do enough cross training and sort of get tired legs or burned out because of too much running and not enough other strength training and so on? I'm just curious your opinion. I think it's very individualistic. I think they, what they don't do enough is, is strength training. I mean, as you see, like the best uh, the surge is in, in U.S. distance running has been like in. Alberto's uh, Oregon project group, mm -hmm. but they incorporate strength training. So, but I mean, doesn't that have to mean that you have to like lift weights and such? I think if you're going on a bike and riding hard gear, it kind of gets the same effect. So, that kind of cross training really helps, and because then it helps prevent injury and you become stronger and you have more speed and you know you get faster results that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree because I like to cross train. I find it really if I run too much, I get slower. 
Um, of course, maybe that might be a function of my old age. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it helps. It helps. You know, keep you sane. Also, I think. You know. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it does up. because the variety, I think, becomes important. You Definitely. got a gold medal here in a triathlete. What's this in Beijing in 2011? You got a gold uh, medal in the triathlon of a championship. Is that correct? Yeah, it was a world world junior championship. Wow. So he's been cross training right along, Richard. It sounds like. Yeah, so do you plan to try Kona some year? I'm just curious. Oh, yeah, definitely. The Ironman is definitely, I mean, it's so inspirational watching it. I mean, I'm watching it growing up all the way up to now, and I still still have so many years ahead until I, I think I can try just because it's, you know, it requires so much stamina and training, something. I mean, besides, while I still have speed in my legs, I'll, I'll make the most of it. And then once that starts to die down, I'll move over to the really crazy long distances for sure. Yeah, because uh, I know I was just watching that on TV. Um, I guess it was last weekend, I think. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's really inspiring to watch. One poor soul, they, they missed uh, the finish by 27 seconds, so they got a you know, DNF, did not finish. Yeah. Say, so how about we give a few websites out here, Richard? Because we've yeah, got go to, ahead. We've got, got to hit break. Lucas, so. do you have a website if people want to follow what you're doing, or Facebook, or something, or what's the best yeah, I'm way? Yeah, I'm on I'm on social media. You know, I'm on Facebook and Twitter at Lucas Versicus, and you can you can follow me there, and I I make sure I update it daily. So it's, people find it interesting. I have you know over eleven thousand followers, so. I guess whatever I say is somewhat important, somewhat entertaining. <laughs> well, you're an inspiration to a lot of people, and we wish you all the best in all your future endeavors. And we'll be keeping an eye on you, okay, my friend? we got to take our I'll break. I'll see you out there Thursday morning, Lucas. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Lucas. we got to take Thank a right break. Thank you for having me. My right. pleasure. We'll come right back with more of It's Your Money in Your Life, live from Avi, right after this. All right, we're back with the rest of our show, live from Avi, It's Your Money and Your Life from the beautiful and historic La Valencia Hotel. So, Richard, let's give some websites out and talk more about your race, and then we'll have our wonderful guest. Yeah, and again, Lucas is easy to find on Facebook and so on. If you just type in Lucas V, he's the first guy who comes up. Right, Versbikas. Versbikas, V-E-R-Z-B-I-C-A-S, and he is blurry fast, and I can't wait to see how he does on Thursday morning. He could probably run it backwards and win the thing. I believe he might be able to. (laughs) And if I wasn't so old and wasn't in possession of such abject talent and wearing a nine-pound turkey costume. Now, what's your bet with him again? You're I'm going to run the 5K, which is 3.1 miles, wearing a nine-pound turkey costume after running the five-miler faster than he's going to do the five-miler. And uh, looking at his times, I don't think it's going to happen. But oh, combine- I gotta have I gotta have a goal. Are oh, you combining your five mile race? No, let's assume he can do five miles in 25 minutes. So you're doing about eight miles, and you're. <laughs> yeah, challenge- I'm doing an eight min eight minute pace, and he'll be under five. Trust me, he'll be under a five okay. minute pace for that course. All right, we'll hold anyway, it to that. Anyway, O S I D E turkeytrot.com. Come on out. 10,000 other people be out there running and having a blast in downtown Oceanside. And, of course, if they go, to, they go to our website, iymoney.com, they can yes. find us there, find all this information. And we, we have another runner in the Oceanside Turkey Trot on the air tonight with us. She's not quite as fast as Lucas. <laughs> and her name is Brenda Geiger. And she should be at the Olympic Training Center teaching all these future, these future millionaire athletes how to protect their assets and their estate. But Brenda Geiger is our newest sponsor, our latest sponsor, with Geiger Law Group out of Carlsbad. And Brenda, welcome. Thank welcome, you. Welcome, welcome to Pleasure our to award-winning here. show. We've had another award-winning sponsor, so it's a great match. So, so did you, you like dinner? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it's good here, isn't it? 
Hey, folks, Whitney Shea Trio out in the patio tonight because there's a wedding in the uh, banquet room next to the office we're uh, um, broadcasting from. So, And one of these days, Cafe La Rue is going to open. Trust it's going to open around Christmas, they're saying. So yeah. they're trying to get it right. You know, they're, they're trying. They will get they're it trying. right. They will. It just Construction first, takes a long time. So, every, Brenda, Brenda, tell me. first class here. You know that. Do you get real busy at year end because you do estate planning? Typically, yeah. Yeah. December last year was, was a record-breaking year because of the... The unknown with the tax law change. So we were all, everybody in the office got sick by the end of December. Working too much. You think we're going to keep that $5.3 million exemption for a while? Because I think we are. I think so. I, I think that uh, we've had our fill of, of tax law changes with the estate tax. So hopefully that will stick for a little little while at least. But, Richard, how about we start from the beginning? No one knows who yeah, Brenda I know, is. We're going to introduce her. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to get that on the We've table. We've got to go to the you know, cradle to uh, so Brenda, beyond. So, Brenda, how, how did you get into this business? I mean, where are you from? Born, raised, college? What, what made you interested in estate planning? Uh, I am from Wisconsin. I moved out here uh, in the late 80s with my dad and um, finished out high school here, um, ended up at USD. Where did you go to high school? Um, I went um, out in La Mesa. La Mesa. Which Gross, one? Grossmont High School. Oh, okay. I was the same district. I was El Capitan. Ah, Grossmont district. Now I'm, yeah. reading, I'm reading her bio, Richard. You and Brenda have a lot in common. We so have a lot in common. <laughs> where'd you go to college now? Uh, University of San Diego. Yeah, my Toreros are five and zero basketball Small world. Yeah. Of course, Richard went there, graduated a few years before you arrived here, and then USD Law, correct? Yeah, yeah, wow. but the whole impetus for I think getting involved with. Um, with estate planning probably happened when my dad died uh, when I was 19. Oh, wow. And that, not that I knew at that point that this is what I wanted to do, but sure. I think it kind of set me on a course because I, I had to kind of pull myself up by the bootstraps and um, get really serious about um, taking care of myself, working really hard, mm-hmm. getting through University of San Diego because um, it, it's not cheap to go there, and I paid for that myself. Wow. But uh, fast forward, I met my, my wonderful husband, who's a former Marine Corps officer, Mm-hmm. I think he just popped in. He's there. <laughs> he did. That's Len. <laughs> and uh, ended up going to USD uh, School of Law. Great school. Yeah. Um, you've got a great story, too, about, because we're going to talk about protecting assets and how to how to make sure that your heirs don't blow everything that you've accumulated. You have an interesting story about when you attended a concert when you were, I think, late teens and yeah. had an accident. T- tell us about that, because I think it's it, it really sort of shows why you do what you do. Um, when I was 17, um, I went to a rock concert at the San Diego Sports Arena, and um, they had some temporary stages. Who was playing? ACDC. Oh, All right, back in black. White Snake, yeah. I think. Well, you knew that was trouble coming, right? <laughs> I never got to see ACDC. I'm kind of bummed about that. Yeah. Um, because you never got to see them because. So when the the opening act, I believe, was White Snake or Great White, one of the two <laughs> had a white in there. <laughs> Um, they had a temporary staging set up, and I fell through the staging floor. Not all the way, but my leg fell through and got pretty badly injured. By the time I got outside and could see, I was just covered in blood. So they oh rushed me to the hospital, and my dad met me there, and he was pretty freaked out. Wow. Um, you were already in USD when this happened? or where No, were... this was still high school, wow. so 17 years old. But... No wonder you went to law. You had to learn how to sue those people. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, that was my first encounter with a lawyer because I actually had a lawyer after that. No wonder you could pay for law school and every grade. Anyway, so tell us tell us more. How bad was it and how long was the recovery and all that? And... So, um, you know, it wasn't a, a bad recovery, but because it was the emergency room, they stitched me up real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the... Long story short is they recommended plastic surgery. 
so I got a settlement from the sports arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I was probably, you know, somewhere twenty five, thirty thousand dollars, mm-hmm. but I didn't take that money and actually get the plastic surgery. I just lived with the scar, and uh, ended up buying a, a sports car and almost <laughs> wrapped it around a tree a couple times, and uh, spent the rest of the money probably just doing. Richard, foolish where are we things. finding these kids? One, one's going off the road on a bike, the other one's falling. This is really amazing. Yeah, I, I went blind. I mean, what was your disability, oh, Joe? We've yeah. all had one I major. One. We'll get to that though. But we got to take a break right now. We'll come right back with the rest of this great story in our. We're the mass unit. That's right. Stay tuned. We'll come right back with it's your money and your life. Hang on. All right, we're back with the second half of It's Your Money in Your Life, live from La Vie. And, Richard, I know what you're going to do now. You're going to thank all of our wonderful sponsors. How did you know that? Anyway, <laughs> thank you, lovely La Vie. I was chatting with Tammy Wong, the wine connoisseur downstairs while we were having dinner, about what's going in at Cafe La Rue. So it's exciting stuff. We were trading stories about the Marchese Antonori. So how about that? Even though I don't drink, I know I know a little bit enough to be dangerous. A Marchese, is that like a Marquis or something? Yeah, like it's a, big, yeah. It's royal. Antonori is like royalty. A, it's something royal Marquesi. and Italian, folks. Exactly, it's royal <laughs> and Italian. Our, our major, royal. Our major sponsor, UBS, with Mr. Michael Carranza and Drew Friedis. Uh, we had a great time at Art San Diego a couple weeks ago. A lot of fun. Jason Kruger with Signature Analytics, the best CFO company here in town. Carl Sheeler with his new company, Berkeley Research Group, helping business owners do a better job of understanding the value of their companies and how to improve it by reducing risk. Our favorite CPAs on the planet, Polito Epic CPAs, Don Epic and Paul Polito. And was, was there a November 15th deadline, you guys? Because you guys seem to have a 15th deadline now every month of the year. So hopefully you're gearing up for tax season. Polito Epic CPAs up in Vista. Our newest sponsor, Geiger Law Office. Carlsbad. More about her later because she's our guest. Joel Gruskin with Cost Segregation Initiatives. Joel assists real estate owners with improving their cash flow. And just across the street, Regents Bank. Sean Puckett and Steve Sefton with Regents Bank. And Joe, where can our listeners find out more about the Oceanside Turkey Trot and our sponsors? I have absolutely no idea. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'll tell them. But no, no. You go to, IY, go to IYMoney.com, folks. I'm getting like Don Rickles. I listened to that the other day. Except he's funny. <laughs> Anyway, go to iymoney.com, click on sponsors. All their personal information is there, their contact information, their bios. And Richard has worked with all of them for many years with great success for many people, correct? It's about 200 years of combined experience. <laughs> and my hair is getting really gray. <laughs> At least you have some left. So. Exactly. So, so Brenda, Brenda Geiger, estate planning attorney. Here in Carlsbad, you wrote a book called Safeguarding the Nest. Was that because you blew your, your medical settlement when you were a teenager and you wanted to help your clients make sure their kids didn't behave the same way you did? <laughs> Actually, yeah, that is part of the reason. Okay. Because I basically came out of USD with $30,000 worth of debt. And if I would have and no taken money, that right? money... Yeah, no money. No money and debt, okay. But I did have a job. But by so today's that's standards, that's pretty mild, correct? I mean, Yeah, I had some scholarships, mm-hmm. but yeah. But today, yeah, like uh, my associate just confided in me that her student loan debt is 230000 oh. mm-hmm. And I went, whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Setting you up for a raise. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it's Christmas time. <laughs> but uh, anyway. But you, you like to write. Most, most estate planning attorneys don't like to write. Why do you like to write books? You know, I... I started writing back in college. I was um, on the college newspaper, and uh, you know, even as a kid, I, I just really gravitated towards writing. And then um, when I got to law school, I, I wrote on the International Law Journal and published an article there. Just always have been drawn to it, um, and I find that um, writing 
can help people learn before they actually make decisions. And I think we're living in that kind of information age society where people like to see things in video, they like to see things in print mm -hmm. before they actually get to the point where mm -hmm. they're going to do something. So this was my way of, of getting that started for my practice. So one minute version, what's safeguarding the nest? I'm going to go through all of your books, including those that are coming up. What's safeguarding the nest about? So that's the first book that I wrote. I wrote that several years ago. It's in the third edition now. Um, I basically wrote that for um, parents with minor children to figure out how they should plan to protect their kids. But there's a lot in the book that doesn't doesn't just apply to people with minor children. It applies to people that have adult children and people that don't have children at all. At all. So um, I, I really wanted to educate people on, you know, what kinds of things go into an estate plan. What what should a, a parent of a minor child be thinking about when they're doing their planning um, before they actually do their planning? Yeah. So in other words, like naming your five kids co-trustees of the living trust when mom and dad dies, probably not a good idea. Yeah. I, I, I mean, unless you hate your kids. <laughs> I really try to steer people <laughs> away from that because um, I have seen the havoc that it, it can rain. Now, your, your website is GeigerLawOffice.net, correct? G-E-I-G-E-R, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can Are all your books available there? or? Yes. Uh, okay. um, yeah, there's some landing pages where people can get a free copy of the books, um, forward slash safeguarding the nest, forward slash um, at business planning book, forward slash elder law book. Gotcha. And so elder law, you wrote how to avoid the ca catastrophic costs and effects of long-term care. Yeah. So that's pretty explicit what that, what's that about. Do you think most people aren't doing a good job of planning for that? Yeah, I, I find that there's a very small percentage of the people who actually buy long-term care policies, and they're, they're only going up in cost. Mm -hmm. And um, we're, you know, we're in a society where people are living so much longer. And so you know, once you're past 70, the chance that you're going to need long-term care rises. I think the latest statistics, I don't remember the source, but the latest statistics were like 70% mm -hmm. yeah, chance that, like you're, that you would need long-term care at some point in your, in your future. But a lot of people aren't doing that. So what happens is they get to, you know, in their 80s or in their 90s, and they, they're running out of money, and they can't figure out how to pay for long-term care. Or the families can't figure out mm -hmm. how to pay for the long-term care. So uh, my co-author, Bradley Dorsey, who's a, an Orange County attorney who specializes in veterans' benefits and um, Medi-Cal, we got together and wrote this book together, and uh, hopefully it helps a lot of people. It's actually depressing, but... Because it's so good, uh, because nobody wants to think about the things that you write about. But it's depressing in a good way, because if you don't think about those things, oh, boy. I mean, there's so much that you're not doing right if you don't think about those things. So it's depressing in a good way. Highly recommend it. Now, protecting you and your business, I want to talk a little bit about asset protection, which is something that you do a lot of. Is protecting you and your business about asset protection for business owners? Yeah, I think largely, yeah, we're, we're talking about how do we protect what it is that, is your most valuable asset in terms of financial assets, you know, because your family's an asset too, but um, your financial asset, you know, the biggest asset, you know, many people have is their business. So how do we protect that? And, and when you you parlay some of that money into other investments such as real estate, how do you how do you protect that from penetrating into your other assets? Yeah, well, the first big decision most business owners have is what kind of entity should they be, LLC, C-Corp, S-Corporation, and then it just seems to get more complicated from there. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, because if you start piling up, uh, well, you know, a lot of net worth or net income because the business is so, so successful, then, then you find that your personal net worth is increasing. And in many cases, uh, the, the people in this 
world who have the biggest targets on their chest are business owners. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't do things right, um, you know, and you get sued, the first thing that opposing counsel is going to do is is ask you for your corporate records book. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, don't realize they just pay that short shrift and don't realize how important that really is because that's going to be the first line of defense. They're going to say, did you do your minutes? Did you, you know, file everything that you were yeah, supposed to do? Yeah, that's always a rhetorical question. <laughs> yeah. Usually the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. Not, not yet. We were planning to. We had good intentions. Um, do you favor the LLC, and if so, do you like California-based LLCs, or do you like doing things out of state and then getting those entities qualified in California? Um, I think for real estate, absolutely LLC. Um, I would say I'm more of a favor of going to Delaware, Wyoming, or Nevada, and that's because of the charging order protection. Mm-hmm. Um, here in California, it's um, it's really not uh, the exclusive remedy, so you know, you know, we can get the assets pulled out of the LLC, whereas in other jurisdictions we've got more protection. It is more expensive to go into another jurisdiction because if the property is here in California, you're going to have to foreign file here. Right. You've got to pay the $800 minimum anyway, but yeah. but the yeah. other state fees actually aren't that high. Yeah, most other states are not that high. And then we have a lot of uncertainty regarding the California LLC law because technically the, the law that exists as of today expires on December 31st and is replaced by an entire new bill, correct? Yeah. That's right. So we're not quite sure what all of those implications of that new legislation is going to be next year. Yeah, but hmm. we do know if you've got um, real estate that's owned by multiple members. Let's say you've got a real, uh, you know, a commercial entity inside of an LLC in California, and there are 75 members of that LLC. Each one of them needs to sign to sell the property inside. So it, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. So if you have existing agreements, you might want to look at amending. Uh, because I don't think that would be a very fun project to pass that around to 75 people. Yeah. yeah. Richard, why don't we hold that thought right there? But folks, if you want to get a hold of Brenda Geiger, it's Geiger Law Office, G-E-I-G-E-R Law Office.net. She's based up in Carlsbad with a satellite office at Eastgate Mall. We'll come right back with more Richard Money in Your Life from My Life from V right after this. Hang on. We are live. We are definitely live from La Vie, and there is some kind of crazy wedding going on at the uh, the great um, banquet room right right above La Sala Lounge here at La, La Valencia tonight. So, but anyway, Richard, it's we're going to home stretch with our guest Brenda Geiger. It's disco time. I expect a disco ball to descend <laughs> from the ceiling here, but it hasn't come down yet. So, Brenda, the the author and estate planning expert, you've got a couple more books in the works. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm writing a an advanced estate planning book with uh, Pennsylvania attorney Dave Freeze. Okay. Um, that probably won't be out until probably next summer, but I've got one that I just put in the can. Um, and we don't have an official title, but we're thinking Secrets of Great, great Estate Planning is going to oh, okay. be the title, but not set in stone yet. So but, you're going to look at famous people or well-known people and things they did or didn't do, or is it just going to be more general? No, no, I'm not. That one doesn't chronicle anybody gotcha, famous, okay. um, although I do that in my blogs a sure. lot. Um, but, no, this one is an, an expanded version um, similar to Safeguarding the Nest but not revolving around parents with minor children okay. and involves some, some advanced estate planning strategies. Yeah, so um, just going into... All the questions that I get asked on a regular basis. So, what, what are the, some of the common questions with higher net worth family? Um, one or two of them. You know, how do we save estate taxes is a common one if they're a higher net worth family. Like, how are we going to um, mitigate the estate tax? So, going into some strategies that are commonly used. In yeah, the, the thing I love about the estate tax, it's the only voluntary tax we have in this country. If you do good planning, you don't have to pay it. 
Yep. If you don't do planning, you get to pay a lot of it. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that. It's optional. It's optional. It really is. Um, And it's um, very expensive still if you happen to be a very high net worth. Granted, the exemption, which when I started in the business was only $600,000, has been raised to $5.3 million. But there are many, many families running around on loose worth $20, $30, $40, $50, $100 million. And there's all kinds of things you can do to literally pay no estate tax. Did I hear you say you also have another book that you are working on that's not even titled yet? That's the one. That that's I'm, the one. You yeah, okay. I'm talking about. Yeah, it's it's a much bigger book than Safeguarding the Nest. Got it. Okay. So it's got a lot more. Just you know, I picked up questions over the years that um, people ask me on a regular basis. So you know, just sometimes it's even as basic as you know, what's the difference between a will and a trust? Some some sure. people just really don't understand the difference. So I thought. So can I ask you a difference question? What's the difference between an AB trust and using portability? This big long word, portability. It's um, become very popular, but I'm not convinced yet that it's a great thing. Yeah, what do you think? I, I, I think there are some advantages to having it, especially if, if you have a couple that maybe doesn't have an estate plan or they, they didn't draft in. Sure, if you didn't do anything, then it's a nice fallback. There's no question about that. Yeah, but there are much uh, much greater advantages to having that kind of planning inside your revocable trust. One of them is asset protection for the surviving spouse, which portability is not going to get you any of right, that. Right, but, but you, you can build an asset protection for the surviving spouse as well as asset protection for the, the heirs, the kids, exactly. right? So exactly. So h- how do you do that? So you can set the trust up in such a way that um, it's it, what we call beneficiary controlled. If you want your children to be the trustees at some point, you don't have to draft it that way, but a lot of my clients like mm-hmm. that um, that option. But what we can do is build in like a lever so that in the event that there's a divorce, um, a creditor issue or some other, or other credit problem, um, the child can resign as trustee and sure. they can appoint a third party disinterested trustee, which that person can then shut the funnel off to the trust until the problem is averted. And a lot of people don't realize you can do that. Mm-hmm. You can do that in any type of trust. You can do that in a bypass trust, in um, just a regular continuing trust if you've got a single settler. So let me, let me get this right, Brenda. If anybody calls your office, they can get or goes on your website, you're, you'll give them one of your books for one or more. Or if they want them all, you'll give them all your yep. books for free? Yes, wow. yes. This okay. is a public service that we provide, yes. Did we give all the titles, Richard, yet? I don't know if we Read did. it one more time because I, I sort of did. But. I'm going to give the subtitles, too. Okay, go ahead. Protecting You and Your Business, a Practical Guide for California Business Owners. And then also, Are there any California business owners left? Erwin <laughs> <laughs> Jacobs. We had Erwin Jacobs sure. on. Remember that? <laughs> We've got the Malin Burnham. Hey, how to, this one is how to avoid the catastrophic costs and effects of long-term care, and that's very important for an elder law guide. And then, of course, safeguarding the nest in its third edition here, and you're getting a fourth one on the way. So, um, so not Amazon. I mean, they just have to get have to get a hold of you to get these. Yeah, um, I actually believe the. The first two you mentioned are on Amazon. Yeah, but, uh, they are. I but if you want to get them for free, you just need to go to my site and fill out the, 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 form, the form. And it's um, forward slash safeguarding this, forward slash business planning book, mm-hmm. forward slash slash elder law. Of course, if book. you go down to the bottom of the page and just click on the icon there, it'll, it should take you over there, I think. Yeah, there yeah. it goes. So, so Brenda, uh, is it your opinion that a lot of people have living trusts that are out of date given how much the exemption equivalent has increased over the last 10 years or so and they just haven't gotten in to uh, look at it? And, and they might get really weird funding results because of language that's that's in there because it's old yeah the state of the art is always changing as well as the tax law and you know the back in the 1990s the exemption was six hundred thousand dollars a lot of people that had maybe a million or two million dollars mm-hmm. 
at that point in time. They opted to do the A-B planning, and maybe that isn't necessarily relevant anymore in light of the, you know, January 1st, mm-hmm. we go to 5.34 million per person, and that's indexed for inflation. Mm-hmm. So that's, if, if the law doesn't change, that's going to continue to increase over the years. It's just unnecessary for a lot of people to have A-B provisions in their trust. Yeah, so if you don't need the complexity, why have it? You also have an interesting program where you actually stay in touch with your estate planning clients. One of my criticisms of your profession in general is that many attorneys draft documents and then they never bother to ever even speak with their client again unless somebody dies or something happens and the client tracks the attorney down. But tell us about how you maintain the work that you do. Yeah, so that's that's one thing that that's really important to me and to my team is to to stay in touch with our clients. We consider our clients our family, and I want to see them at least once a year because things change in their lives, and, and they something that's changed in their life, they may not realize that it affects their plan, and it could be something as simple as them opening up a new bank account or something like them buying a new piece of real estate. Um, they, they don't realize what, what needs to happen. Yeah, funny story. You and I were in a meeting together with one of our mutual clients, and at the end of the meeting, she said, oh, I want to give this house that I just bought to my, I think, grandson. And she said, it's just in my name alone. And, of course, you and I both almost simultaneously fainted. <laughs> yeah. I won't mention any names. We're like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. LLC has a starting point, and then we need to talk about the grandchild, okay? Yeah. But, you know, clients will just, well, wealthier clients who have the ability to do that, they'll just go out, pick up a piece of real estate, put it in their name. You know, if they don't tell their attorney that, if the attorney doesn't stay in touch to find that out, um, something happens, somebody passes away, becomes disabled, all of a sudden you have all these issues, lawsuits potentially if it's not in an LLC. But these things happen all the time, wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is all about, you know, our client care program is all about protecting our clients from making those kinds of mistakes. You know, the more that, that I can be in touch with them and and uh, be that resource for them, you know, the less likely that is to happen. Yeah, but uh, trust me, what I'm talking about happens all the time. It's actually sort of funny. And if you don't stay in touch, you never learn. So do you plan to keep writing for all of your legal career? I'm just curious. Yeah, I love it. I, you know, if I could just see clients and write, if that's all I had to do in my practice, I would just be a real happy camper. Okay. I love it. I'm really impressed because I don't know how people do such a great job of technical writing. You know, my bestseller was based on history. I actually wrote a history book. I think I've been capable of actually writing and technical stuff, and your stuff is so good. And, Richard, Thank your you. book took how long? I mean, uh, uh, 800 hours I spent on that, Joe. And the funny thing yeah. was I spent more time on the editing and copy editing piece than I did on the writing piece. Nobody yeah. told me that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. The editing is kind of bare. Yeah, you know, isn't it though? I mean, it really is. And that's uh, so. What's your play? So. Yeah. So you're coming out to run the turkey trot, right? Yeah, I'm gonna bring the jog stroller. Yeah, and, and who, who, who's in your family? Just tell us. Who's, who's uh, coming with you? We my, talked about Len. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna get out there or not. I'm trying. Okay. He, he he likes to sleep in. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> we'll how, many, how, many, how many little, how many little guys go show? We have um, my daughter, Taylor, who's five, and my son, Lenny, who is eight. Wow. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I have a single drag stroller. It's one of those bobs. So we'll yeah. see if we can stack the kids into there together. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't run Lucas over. He's already had a bad accident. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, I think we should wrap it right there. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Brenda, Oceanside Turkey Trot. Let's see everybody downtown Oceanside this Thanksgiving That's morning. That's right. Brenda, and thanks so much. And get yourself a free book and get some counseling on business planning and estate planning at GeigerLawOffice.net. Get over to IYMoney.com if you need to know any more about uh, contacting Brenda and anybody else. We'd like to thank Justin Hart, our engineer in back at KFMB. 
Thanks to Dave Sniff, our programming genius. Thanks to Craig Blanke. And Lucas, thanks for calling in. That's Don right. Franken, thanks for setting that up for That's us. That's right. And get out there. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And get out to Oceanside this Thursday morning. See Richard in his turkey costume. Move your feet before and, you eat. And watch Lucas run right by everybody. All right, good night, everybody. Have a great week and Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time. Good night now.